Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening And we're back. We're wrapping up the fantasy breakdowns here with our tight ends to avoid episode. I'm not wasting too much time with this one. The first guy that we are going to talk about is Kyle Pitts, rookie tight end for the Falcons. I know there's a ton of hype for Kyle Pitts this offseason. People in the fantasy communities are really excited. He was the number four overall pick in the draft, highest of tight ends ever been drafted in the modern era. Um, The Falcons lost Julio Jones this year, so the thought is that Kyle Pitts is going to step in right away and be a focal point of the offense. And while he does represent pretty unique upside for a rookie tight end, given the fact that a lot of his comparisons are more to a receiver skill set than a tight end skill set, but I think he still is going to be involved a lot as a tight end. Now he may get, you know, split out into the slot or out wide more than your average tight end, but he's going to be asked to line up on the line and put his hand in the dirt at times. And historically, the transition for rookie tight ends to the NFL has not been an easy one to make. If you look at the history of fantasy football of the last 20 years, the greatest rookie tight end season for fantasy was Evan Ingram in 2017. He finished with 64 receptions, 722 yards, and six touchdowns. Which is kind of mediocre, right? It's not that great. So in order for Pitts to, you know, really return on his number four tight end draft position, he has to have the greatest fantasy tight end and uh, greatest rookie season at the tight end position in fantasy history, right? Um, that year in 2017, Evan Ingram finished as the tight end five in fantasy. And you might say that's pretty good. But the tight end six and seven that year, both finished uh, within five points of Evan Ingram. So my point is you can probably sit back and grab a guy a little bit later in your drafts that'll produce around pits or maybe even outproduce him. Personally, I'd take TJ Hawkinson, you know, two rounds later over pits. There's other guys. I just did my tight ends to target segment. A lot of those guys are going in the double digit rounds. So I'm just not invested in, you know, drafting a rookie tight end in the fifth round of my fantasy drafts. I'm not in on it. Um, Second guy is Dallas Goddard. This one is pretty painful uh, because I really believe in Goddard as a talent. I think he's super athletic. You watch him, you know, make great, you know, jumping catches over guys and then, you know, run after the catch and make guys miss. And um, he's young. I think he's going into his fourth year, maybe fifth. It's kind of uh, sneaking up on me here, but the issue with Goddard is that he's being drafted as the tight end eight right now, and Zach Ertz is still on the roster. I talked about Ertz being a value. That's because he's going a full 11 spots later 
than uh, Goddard in terms of tight ends. And I don't think there's that big of a gap between their production this year. I think Ertz is going to be involved around the goal line to steal tight end value from Goddard. And I think really Ertz might actually finish with more receptions, just less yardage because Goddard's more of the big play guy at this point in his career. But I think Ertz is going to be that over-the-middle safety blanket and check down option for Hertz. So I think all that just takes away from Goddard's value. I was I was ready to go all in on Goddard this offseason uh, if Ertz got traded, like the rumors were indicating. But Ertz is still on the roster. I don't think he's going anywhere right now. And uh, that being said, you know, Goddard's kind of being drafted right now as if Ertz was traded. So it's just not a good value to me. He finished as a tight end 20 last year year before tight end 10. So he's shown ability to be a top 10 fantasy tight end, but he's being drafted number eight right now. There's guys I like more. This next one also hurts my soul. It's Noah Fant. And Noah Fant was one of my favorite fantasy targets last year. I had him in uh, both my keeper leagues. I was all ready to get him in the 11th round of my fantasy drafts and then keep him this year when his ADP skyrocketed. And it has jumped up. He's going around the seventh round now. Um, but for me, I'm just not in love with the situation. There's too many mouths to feed in that Denver offense. He's being drafted as the tight end seven right now. And I think that's kind of a best case scenario for Fant this year, uh, given the fact that I think Judy is the alpha receiver in that offense. I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. I think, you know, Sutton and KJ Hamler are going to be involved. I just don't see him getting enough targets um, to sustain that top seven ADP at the tight end position. Finished last year as a tight end 12. Um, there's potential. He's an athletic freak. He's one of my favorite players to watch film on in the whole NFL because his highlights are something really special. Um, but I don't love it for fantasy given where he's going in your drafts this year. Two more guys. This is going to be a quick one. Rob Gronkowski being drafted as the tight end 10 did finish as the tight end eight last year, but I think that was kind of a best case scenario for Gronk as well. Um, OJ Howard was uh, non-existent. He got injured in the preseason. He's still on the team and uh, Antonio Brown being there for a full season this year. I think it's really, you know, the three receivers are going to get more work. Um, Gronk was just kind of a default option for that team. Very touchdown relevant. Uh, so if he doesn't get the red zone looks, that's going to hurt his value. Also, uh, I mentioned the other day, pass catching running back Gio, Gio Bernard. He got signed to this team. Um, and so now Brady, I think, has more volume to the running backs this year, takes away from the tight end position. Tight ends also are not really featured in Bruce Arians offense that well. So he's just not a guy that I'm, I'm going to be looking at to be a consistent week in, week out player for my fantasy team. He's way more of a streaming option. But I think he's being drafted more as a, as a dependable starter, and I don't like that. And then the last guy is Hunter Henry. He's not going super early. He's only being drafted as the tight end 15. Um, but I just mentioned on my other episode uh, five or six guys that are being drafted after him that I'd probably rather take my shot on. Uh, he finished tight end 13 last year. He showed um, – the ability to be one of the better tight ends in the NFL throughout his time in, in uh, I, I almost said San Diego because they're still the San Diego chargers to me um, with his, with the chargers, you know, he, he played well on his rookie deal. He's been injured a lot. He, he, he wasn't healthy enough for them to give him the money, but new England liked him a lot. They want to get back to running those multiple tight end sets at, um, you know, high rate that they used to do a lot with Gronk and Hernandez and other guys, uh, Martellus Bennett, um, there, but, uh, 
I talked about Johnny Smith being one of my favorite options. I think John is potentially the number one receiver for the Patriots. They were using him in motion a lot this preseason. I think they're designing plays to get John open and mismatched. And I think Henry's going to be used more in the blocking role as a tight end this year. Will he get receptions and red zone looks? Probably, but I think this team wants to run the ball a lot. And Hunter Henry is a very good run blocker. So I think that's mainly the reason that they brought him in there. Johnny Smith, not so much of a run blocker. So they're going to use Henry uh, in the trenches a lot more than uh, Janu for sure. And I, I just don't like the the upside here offensively. Like I said, ADP 15 this year. And um, I just think he's almost a glorified fullback in this Patriots offense. Um, you know, he'll get his random targets from here and there. But like I said, more of a blocking role. I just don't like it for fantasy. So only five names for you here. I mean, like I said on the last episode, tight ends, you know, not that um, deep of a position for fantasy. So there's not that many names to talk about, but uh, that's it, guys. I, I will get you probably some more fantasy content as we get forward here, but I do need to finish up my uh, my team season previews. So we're going to get back to breaking down the AFC South and then to finish with the NFC South here. Um, but I'm, you know, grinding every day here as we're getting to the end of August. So uh, please, uh, you know, stay tuned. Make sure you're following along. Uh, thank you for listening and ramble on.